Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 440 for Friday, April 1st. Coming up on the show today, number one Tennessee baseball comes to town against the dominant Vanderbilt Commodores in SEC play. You've got the Nashville Predators and the Memphis Grizzlies closing in on playoff spots while both franchises are setting historical records. You're going to hear from Nashville SC CEO Ian Eyre and defenseman Walker Zimmerman on what it means for the U.S. men's national team to clinch a spot in the World Cup, not just for the United States, but also for Nashville SC and soccer in Middle Tennessee. But we begin with two monstrous matchups in the Final Four on Saturday afternoon. This week, the 440 brought to you by the 8th Annual J.E. Dunn Hammer Down 5K, all of the money benefiting our kids. So come on out this weekend, April 2nd, Saturday morning. Stay in shape. Get yourself some fresh air. And, oh, by the way, help some of the kids of Middle Tennessee. That's hammerdown.raceroster.com. Hammerdown.raceroster.com. It's the J.E. Dunn Hammer Down Race, the 8th Annual 5K, all of the money benefiting the Our Kids Foundation. Don Davenport's going to be out there emceeing. And, of course, the time on this show this week, donated by the Kingston Group. Make sure you remember those folks as well. So hammerdown.raceroster.com is the website. We need runners, so come on out. Hammerdown.raceroster.com. The Final Four is finally upon us. And while I know you guys all claim you think you want Cinderella to be involved, the fact that Villanova, Kansas, North Carolina, and Duke, four of the bluest blue bloods in all of college basketball history, will be playing on Saturday night, I think has a chance to be one of the best Saturdays we've seen in Final Four action. I think both games are going to have huge ratings. CBS moved the Duke-North Carolina game to the evening slot. The early game, Villanova and Kansas, will tip off right around 5 o'clock on Saturday, then the evening game, obviously 30 minutes after that. Kansas is a a 4.5-point favorite over Villanova, and Duke is just a 4-point favorite over North Carolina. Uh, Listen, again, I think everybody roots for Cinderella, I have a feeling that both of these games are going to be extremely highly rated. You have two potential Hall of Fame coaches in the Kansas-Villanova matchup. Villanova has two national titles. Bill Self has a ring. They've both been to so many Final Fours. This is as good a programs and as good a coaches in a great matchup in one Final Four as we've ever seen. And then you've got the greatest rivalry in all of college basketball, Duke and North Carolina, meeting for the first time in not only tournament history, but obviously Final Four history as well. And if Coach K makes it to the national championship game on Monday evening, I would imagine that these final four games, these three games, could be amongst the most watched in the history of modern college basketball. Right now, I'm taking both favorites. I like Kansas, and I like Duke to make it to the national championship game. I did have Kansas and Villanova in the final four with Kansas making it to the national championship game in my bracket. I did not have Duke or North Carolina getting this far at all. So there's your betting spread. I would take Duke minus the points. I would take Kansas to win outright, maybe Villanova with the points, uh, and of course the national championship game coming up on Monday evening. So while you've got all this other stuff going on in sports in Tennessee, I have a pretty strong feeling that the final four games on Saturday evening will be the most watched and most paid attention to sporting events that are going on in the state this weekend. So I bet you those TV ratings are going to be monsters for both games on Saturday evening. Not only are the Memphis Grizzlies and the Nashville Predators both trying to vie for playoff positioning as they head into the postseason, but they're also trying to set some records as well. We've talked a lot about the Nashville Predators and the record chasing that's taking place with that team. Roman Yossi is just four points away from breaking Paul Correa's single-season record. Matt Duchesne and Philip Forsberg have both already broken Victor Arvidsson's goal-scoring record, and both are trying to get to 40 goals for the first time in franchise history. Tanner Janot is trying to win a Rookie of the Year award, and they are holding on to to that top wild card spot pretty firmly. 
a road game against a god-awful Buffalo Sabres team on Friday evening is a critical two points. This team has had a tendency to play up to good teams and down to bad ones. And John Hines wasn't super happy about how they played, even in both wins, against Philadelphia and Ottawa this week. So let's see that Predators mentality, that identity come back on Friday, and let's see a happier John Hines. Let's see some of those records breaking. And make sure you check out the Gold Standard Podcast covering the Nashville Predators, featuring the Athletics' Adam Vingan and yours truly. We talked a lot about Tanner Janot, a lot about this team, but we also talked a lot about how this team needs that big defense energy moving forward. Meanwhile, out in Memphis, the Grizzlies have won six consecutive. They've clinched their first ever division championship, if that really means a whole lot in the NBA. They have all but locked up the two seed in the Western Conference after smoking Golden State this week, and they only have five games left in the regular season. They have 54 wins. If they get two more, they will tie a franchise record, and this will be the greatest Memphis Grizzlies team from a win total standpoint in franchise history. If they can get three wins, they will break that record. They will play Phoenix on Friday night and then get a couple of nights off before they'll play Utah and Denver on the road next week. So again, Friday night, you've got the Preds and you've got the Grizzlies. Both teams, both franchises going for records, both franchises securing playoff spots with the Titans being good and college baseball being good and Nashville SC being good and the Preds and Grizzlies being good. You got to admit, it's one hell of a time to be a sports fan in the state of Tennessee. So as I have said a million times on the show, just check out the Grizzlies, man. John Morant is completely worth your time. So is the team again, could be the best team in franchise history. The the Preds are the best offensive team, literally the highest scoring offensive team in franchise history. These are two commodities, two sports entertainment assets that you should be watching here in the state of Tennessee. Just really excited, really proud. Um, It's a lot of hard work and sacrifice that goes on behind the scenes and couldn't be happier to qualify with this group. You know, everyone's made sacrifices, overcome adversity, and, and to end up here, Despite the loss, you know, we put ourselves in that position to, to have a little bit of wiggle room. And as a competitor, while we're not happy about the, the result, you know, we're, at the end of the day, we, we qualify for a World Cup and, and we're going to celebrate that. Like I said, a lot of adversity that was overcome. Um, only a few guys who had been involved in the last cycle and, and they brought a lot of feedback, a lot of experience about, about those times. And um, we really rallied together. And, and I couldn't be pr- more proud of the group and the intensity that we showed and again, putting ourselves in a position that was uh, a little bit less stressful than it could have been um, and being you know, above that line the entire time through qualifying and, and we're going to a World Cup and that's the end of the day. That was your U.S. men's national team captain and Nashville SC reigning two-time MLS Defender of the Year, Walker Zimmerman, after officially clinching a spot in the World Cup for the United States late on Wednesday night in San Jose, Costa Rica. Despite the 2-0 loss, the U.S. finishes in the top three as expected in the CONCACAF table and and secures an automatic spot in the international tournament for the first time since 2014. Zimmerman played an integral role in getting the U.S. back to the World Cup stage, and fans should be extremely proud of the work their center back put in for our country. Now that World Cup qualifying and the international break is over, the boys in gold will be quickly back in action. Of course, on the road against Columbus on Saturday night at 5 p.m. By the way, make sure you come by and check out the watch party at ML Rose. you got some supporters groups there, Eastern Front, the Heaters on 8th Avenue. You can drink all of their craft beer and gorge yourself on delicious burgers and bottle caps. Columbus hasn't lost all season. They are 1-0-2 and have scored six goals in those three games. Nashville is 1-2-1 on the year, playing their fifth straight road match, and have only scored three goals all season. 
They've been outscored 4-1 to in their last two matches, both of which, of course, were losses. Hopefully the break has given this team some time to regroup and get their legs under them. Keeping their head above water is the goal for this team, as they are only halfway home from their long eight-match road trip to start the season before opening the new park on May 1st. Collecting draws and maybe snagging one more win is the goal, as the rest of the season will allow them to play far more aggressively at home in their shiny new and hopefully very hostile building. If you'd like to hear a lot more about Geodis Park, the philosophy behind building it, the decisions SC made in terms of layout, design, architecture, cost, and branding, make sure you check out our Ian Air conversation on Lamestream Sports this week. He also added how important it is for Nashville SC and the Tennessee community that the U.S. men's national team qualified for the World Cup. The U.S. qualifying for the World Cup is huge for the sport. I think knowing that, you know, in 2018, when the misqualification, it just sets you back because so many people don't take as big an interest because, because their team's not in it. And particularly the people who I would describe as being on the periphery of our sport. If you love the sport, you're watching whoever's in it, right? But if you're, you know, maybe I'm not sure about soccer, when all of a sudden your team, your national team, is is in the world stage, in the world's biggest sporting event, you're going to pay attention. And I think for us, and just talking purely about Nashville, I have to believe that, I was talking to John Ingram this morning actually about it, because we were talking about the game. And I said, you know, you have to think that when the when the World Cup's on in the end of the year, you know everyone will come out of that feeling positive about the tournament and all of that good stuff that happens with the World Cup, and then only be like six eight weeks and we'll be starting the season again. So you want to capture that energy for the for this sport and take it into the twenty twenty three season. So I think that's great for the sport. I think the thought is that they'll be in pot two, which is better than the last time around when they were in that kind of group of death because they ended up with two big teams in with them. So who knows, you know, like I've always said about the great thing about cup competitions is once you're in, everybody's got a chance, right? So, um, you know, who knows how far that can go. But but I think it'll be huge for the sport. And, and obviously even bigger given that the next time around it's going to be in this country. So so it would be a tragedy if they weren't in this time and, and it's great to see them doing so well and getting there last night. That was Ian Air, president of Nashville SC. Cannot wait for the new stadium. Make sure you go listen to that interview with Ian Air on Lamestream Sports everywhere you get your podcasts. After mashing their way through one of the best teams in America, the Ole Miss Rebels on the road, and South Carolina to start SEC play, the Tennessee Volunteers are the number one baseball team in the country. They got their ace, Blade Tidwell, back on the mound this week. They are 23-1, and and they are coming to Nashville to play number nine, top ten Vanderbilt, arguably the best program in all of college baseball under Tim Corbin. And maybe for the first time in like two decades, Tennessee will be ranked higher than Vanderbilt. All I can remember about last spring is how great it was to be in the state of Tennessee when both Vanderbilt and Tennessee were good. And this year, there's no surprise about Tennessee. Fans are paying far more attention to Tony Vitello and the Vols, and college baseball fans in Nashville are paying far more attention to what's going on in Knoxville. It's going to be an epic three-game series. It's only the third series in SEC play, so we have a long way to go. But for both of these teams to once again be top 10 once again look very capable of getting to Omaha, both of which are loaded with elite prospects and elite talents. The rivalry is only going to grow this weekend, and I cannot wait for it. I know it's hard to get into college baseball in April, but this is your chance to get to know both of these teams now and watch them through SEC play. 
The best teams in America are in this conference, and two of them are Tennessee and Vanderbilt, and they're going to be squaring off head-to-head this weekend in-state rivalry, and I, for one, cannot wait. I hope you guys get a chance to check it out. These two teams are really, really good, and they're both totally worth watching. I hope the rivalry gets nuts this weekend in Nashville. Thank you guys all for listening. Make sure you listen to all the other great shows across the network. Broadway Sports Media, Vandy Sports, you got all your podcasts with us covering the Preds, Nashville SC, all that great stuff. Just type in 440, you know what you're doing. And make sure you subscribe to the YouTube page, follow all the socials as well, and please come out and run the race with us on Saturday morning, the J.E. Dunn Hammerdown 5K, benefiting our kids. It is tomorrow morning, it is Saturday, April 2nd, Don Davenport's out there emceeing. Please come out and support the children of Middle Tennessee. That is the J.E. Dunn Hammerdown Race. That's hammerdown.raceroster.com. Kick your heels up otherwise. Have a great weekend. Enjoy some soccer. Enjoy some hockey. Enjoy some college baseball. We'll talk to you again next week, folks. Have a great one. My name is Braden Gall. Thank you for listening. This has been the 444 Friday, April 1st. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler.